1: Welcome into the latest installment of the Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host Will Gray, joined by my brother in arms here, GolfChannel.com zone senior writer Ryan Lavner. Uh, Lav, we are half of the GC.com uh, task force up here in Wisconsin this week, but reporting live from the Sheridan, the beautiful media hotel. Yeah. Uh, that's an unsponsored plug, as we say.
0: Um, we will take Marriott points though, if anyone would like to send us some.
1: We can. They got a point share thing going I know. on here. It'll be a good week.
0: Any, any more would be appreciated. Of course, always.
1: Uh, we trade in them as our basic, basic <laughs> currency. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so we have to start with the course because everyone's talking about the course because it's Wednesday night as we're taping this and no one has hit a meaningful golf shot nope. yet. So we don't have any actual golf to talk about. So we're talking course. You were up here six years ago for uh, the U.S. Amateur, the Kelly Craft One. I guess what are your thoughts on the course course? As we've seen it this week, now that we've had a couple days on site versus maybe what you remembered six years ago.
0: Yeah, six years ago, I'm not sure if it's the mark of a good course, but I literally could not remember a single hole. And that includes, I played the course the day after, <laughs> which is which is definitely not a good sign. Um, your,
1: your opinion, though, was endorsed by Spieth, who said yes. Tuesday. He that said he didn't remember anything. Yeah,
0: He said he remembered the last couple holes, he remembered the first hole, which is a, a really tough par five. Um so I don't think it left a great impression from from players in 2011. It complete play, it played completely different. It was it was brown. It was firm and fast. And unfortunately, we've had some rain so far this week. So it's a little bit greener, it's a little bit mushier than the USGA probably intended. Um, the fescue is also playable, which is a, a, <laughs> I think a big difference from what you're going to see this week. Now the fairways, I don't recall them being quite as wide as they are here. Mm-hmm. We're talking fifty, sixty yard wide. Corridors, which is I feel like I
1: can hit these fairways, which I don't usually yeah, say. Like at the USL it,
0: it definitely like engenders confidence. when You're standing on the tee that I can actually hit this fairway, even if it, even if it does take a weird bounce, you're still going to be maybe just in that in that first cut of rough. Um, but if you do blow it completely offline, or or if the wind picks up, if it's blowing mm-hmm. fifteen twenty, and your your ball kind of sails in the wind, Heaven we could you. we could see some some lost balls, we could see some unplayable lies, we could see some some uh, scorecard devastation, but. Um, I think it's an interesting test. I think you're talking to some players, they seem to be pleasantly surprised by what they've seen. The, the barrier or the, the, their thought process has been so skewed by what we've seen at the U.S. Open over the last couple of years that really they could only improve on that this year. under and over-delivered. Ex- ex- that's okay. exactly right. I think that's exactly what we've seen this week. You think these guys are shell-shocked still a little bit from Chambers Bay? I think there's – anytime you go to someplace new, there's a, a scariness involved. I mean, you, Steve Stricker has played here because he lives an hour from here. Uh, Jordan E. Baruki has played. Um, he told me about a dozen a dozen rounds here. You've had, I think it was, what, 18 players who played at the U.S. Amateur yep. in 2011, something along those lines. Those are the only people who have seen this golf course, other than the, the guys who maybe come, came up a, a week or two ago to get a, an early look. So anytime there's new PGA Tour players – uh, tend to get a little bit scared off, but I think. Well, I think that in this time mean, of practice, they've been pleasantly surprised. The
1: thought is that new is always scary, but I think that that was reinforced two years ago when they kind of went in and, and they said, "All right, we're going to check it out." But that
0: got, I love I love Chambers Bay and you the love U.S. Chambers Bay. The USGA destroyed it. They destroyed it. They killed the greens yeah. the weekend before that course. When you look at what happened to the U.S. Amateur in 2010, they threw water on that course. It was a disaster during the stroke play qualifying. Speeth said, I think he shot like 78 that round of qualifying. He said it was the hardest round he's ever played in his life. They threw water on it, and then you had terrific match play. You ended up having number one versus number two. Number one prevailed. You look at the U.S. Open in 2015. Jordan Spieth was number yep. two at the time, beating Dustin Johnson. Rory was up there. Adam Scott was up there. Louie was up there. It was a terrific leaderboard. That course does produce good winners, Assuming the USGA doesn't completely destroy the greens and, and have them putting on broccoli and cauliflower and every other <laughs> uh, assorted thing in the, in the freezer aisle.
1: But it seems like Aaron Hills has not been killed by uh, the USGA. No, no, It
0: helps that they've had, the course has been closed all year, so no one's oh, played perfectly. it all spring. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. remarked how it's, it's perfectly manicured. They're saying this is, these are the best greens you'll ever find for a US Open. They're beautiful, uh, bent grass. It looks like you, could, you, you might actually see made putts. At well, a US open do point, you think,
1: a and I, I agree with that, and I think that we've heard from a lot of guys that they're, the green surfaces are more playable, more friendly, just, just less yep. penal than what they're used to, especially for this tournament. So do you think that that brings in guys like Hideki, like Adam Scott, the ball strikers whose weakness has always been with the putter, that now maybe that's a little neutralized?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of the storyline heading in here was, man, you look at this scorecard, it's 77 Hundred yards is just kind of some, some sticker shock, but um, you know, listen to what the players had to say. It seems like it's going to be a second shot golf course. You know, if you can, if you can really hit your irons, you know, fifteen twenty feet from the flag, I think you're, I think you're going to see some birdies. Um, and this course is different in that it's got um, closely mown areas around the greens. So even mm-hmm. the guys, I, I mentioned Martin Keimer for our punch as a potential sleeper. He's a guy who you put him in normal circumstances, his chipping and putting usually lets him down. But if he's able to putt like he was at Pinehurst in 2014, you're going to see some creativity. Um, I do think, I think everyone's going to make putts because these are just beautiful bank grass greens. I think it's whoever hits the ball closest to the hole. But Rory Rory said yesterday,
1: you say it's an iron test. Rory said it's driver and putter, that those are going to be the two.
0: Clubs? For, I think for Rory in particular okay it's driver and putter, all right. just as it is every single week i think I, I, I think the question was what are the two most important right. clubs for you it's okay. all, it's all yeah, it's for, always, for him it's always, always driver, driver and putter right. that's, that's always going I do think it's a second shot golf course everyone's going to be playing from the fairway i mean if you 're hitting pitching wedge as opposed to seven iron that's certainly going to be an advantage like this yeah. length plays well everywhere, but certainly irons are going to come into
1: any, any player opinions affected positively or negatively in the couple days since we've been here or the, since you had a chance to talk to guys that, that maybe you were high on before and now you're backing off or the other
0: way around that you weren't thinking about and now you say, huh, I think you might have a shot. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the week I thought it was just going to be a bomber. I thought it was going to yeah. be a John Rom. I thought it was going to be a Dustin Johnson. I thought it was going to be a Ricky. I think this brings in more of like a Kevin Kisner type Kisner's getting a lot of love. Kisner's getting a lot of love. Very like, trendy sleep. A Charles Schwartzel type, a, a player like that who's not necessarily a bomber. Kisner's certainly not a bomber. Yeah. Um, but they're scrappy. I I do think because we've seen um, the rain that's come through, the rain that's in the forecast. I do think you're going to see a winning score somewhere between five and ten under. Mm-hmm. I think I guess seven. Speed said, said five to ten under was six. probably a good guess. Randy Mel throwing out twelve <laughs> under par. He, He's loves, thinks, the, he thinks, loves the par five. Thinks, thinks we're going to have congressional all over <laughs> all over again. Um, but I do think when you do have, have that kind of of winning score in this kind of softness, it does bring more players uh, into play, like a Kisner type who maybe hits it two eighty two ninety off the tee, but they can still you know they can still put up a
1: number. Are we taking the u s j at face value with the uh, Fescue trimming that that was? All premeditated and all based on the rain, and there's nothing to see here. That we're not a little, a little shell shocked and, and trying to keep the players in our good graces.
0: I mean, I think whatever happens this week, the video of the week is Lee Westwood and his caddy Billy Foster crawling, Billy out. Army crawling through the fescue. He's nowhere to be seen, and then he just oh, he reappears. That's how deep the fescue is. Um, if if their story is to be believed, and that they consulted with the superintendent, the superintendent said, hey. We're gonna get some rain here tonight and Tuesday morning. Um, the fescue is gonna lie down. It's gonna be thicker. It's gonna be not how we want to play. If that's actually true, the forecast hasn't really changed. They should have done that over the weekend and and cleaned it out, thinned it out. Well,
1: no. If it's true, you gotta wait for the rain to actually come and then go because forecasts
0: are wrong. Just because it says gonna rain four days. I believe from Kevin now. Na's video was on Sunday. Sunday. Right. So go ahead and thin it out then. Okay, it's it's clearly saying. it's clearly unplayable. But no, but at that point,
1: but their point is, they said, you know, their thought is it wasn't unplayable then that it was the rain that we got here Monday and then into Tuesday.
0: That that's, Kevin now would disagree. Kevin now would disagree. It, but I'm was saying unplayable. that the,
1: according to the testimony from the USGA, it was the Monday Tuesday rain that then all of a sudden they got people back together, uh, you know, Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning and said, all right, this is too much. Yeah. Now we got to.
0: I mean, here. the timing's super curious, isn't yeah. it? Like. If, if you have all these videos, all these comments, players talk about the fescue, how unplayable it is, and then you are trimming it. it, it doesn't look good. The optics are not good for the USGA. I don't have a problem with this unplayable fescue. I really don't. I mean, if you're blowing it that far offline, you should right. be punished. That's whether, what Rory it's, said, yeah. whether it's a lost ball, whether it's an unplayable lie, whether it's just a 25-yard hack out back to the fairway. I mean, if you hit a bad shot, you should be penalized. And the problem with the fescue, how it was, is... You had a sixty yard wide fairway, you had like three or four yards of this four to five inch, you know, first cut of rough, then you had the unplayable fescue, you're not gonna find your ball, and then ten yards left of that, left or right of that, it was it was actually sitting down okay, it wasn't that long, and you could play from there and actually hit it on the green.
1: I think as you said, it's the opposite of graduated rough.
0: Yes. It's they have this whole graduated rough concept that Mike Davis came out with. It's the opposite of that. And so that's what they didn't like to see. And so if you can thin it out in some of those locations where it wasn't playing properly, I'm, o- I'm okay with that. But, I mean, this is the U.S. Open. If you hit a bad shot, you should be penalized for it.
1: I just think if it was the Masters and Augusta, they would have been done last night, and we would have never seen it, and there would be no sign of yes. any Doing
0: it in the mower, middle of a practice round yeah, was any, very curious. Any
1: mower was even there. But yeah, I do. Th- I was surprised they did it in the middle of the day when it was absolutely going to gain TV attention. TV cameras were rolling. Right. Yeah, players, that's, players I actually, actually
0: didn't think about that. Yeah, they have mowers with lights on. Them. Yeah, just do it. Could have, do have it easily at nine done that at, at night. Nine. It was almost like they were trying to prove a point, like, "Hey, players, we're listening to you. Yeah, we're we're not going to get this one out of control like we've had the last couple U.S. Opens. We're we're actually listening to you this time.
1: Uh, are you excited that there are only a few hours left for Phil Mickelson uh, to be a storyline in uh, 2017 U.S. Uh, open?
0: This storyline, I'm so tired of this. Can we, First of all, the Masters doesn't add up. And when we're taping this podcast, it's it's almost eight o'clock here in the Central Time Zone. Uh, the forecast for tomorrow is eighty-seven, partly cloudy, ten percent chance of rain. I saw it's this morning
1: a- it said abundant sunshine.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. yeah, just like Southern California. Exactly. So it's it's just not going to happen. And I guess I saw a report before we went on here. Phil Mickelson told uh, Tim Rozeforth that if the forecast looks good in the morning, he's going to call the USGA, make, right. sure, make sure Bobby Diaz uh, has, has a full warm up and he's, he's ready and, and prepared to play with Stewart Sink and, and Steve Stricker. But um, not just the fact that the timing just wasn't going to work out. Like it's, With the forecast, it's just not feasible. The fact that he'd be coming in sight unseen, relying on Bones for literally every tee shot, every iron mm-hmm. shot, and every putt was just ridiculous. He wasn't going to contend anyway. Let's just move on to Shinnecock yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah. And I don't even know, even if he could play two weeks worth of practice rounds, I don't know that this was ever going to be a fill venue. We'll never know if that yeah. played into it. I mean, I you mean, can put your, your conspiracy theory tin hat on all you want and say yeah. if, th- if this was Shinnecock this year and Aaron Hills is next or year, Pebble. or Pebble, yeah. or Wingfoot, or whatever, if yeah. it was a fill venue, if things would have played out differently. Totally understand his priorities wanting to be there for his daughter giving a commencement speech at a graduation. That's an important thing. But. Yeah, he's it, flying in hot is an understatement for what he was planning to do in a best case scenario.
0: I'm not yeah, and you know, I I think given the proper preparation, I think he actually could have fared well. The fairways are wide and you can be so creative around some of these greens mm-hmm. and you know, he's he's actually still a pretty good putter even as you know 46 47 years old. Um I actually think Happy birthday Phil on Friday. Yeah, happy by birthday the way. Phil. Uh would have been a good test <laughs> completely overlooked is that his uh his son Evan Today was his eighth grade graduation, so it was all about this commencement yeah. speech with Amanda. Phil had f- flown back and forth from Marion for Amanda's eighth grade graduation. Yeah. What about Evan? No love for Evan. Graduated from eighth grade today, just completely overlooked by Phil. We'll and have, and we'll, we'll have to every, uh, uh, golf fan. do a
1: deep dive on the Nicholson family tree <laughs> yeah. here later. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just excited that we're gonna get.
0: Just move on. This is Bobby, Bobby Diaz is gonna. Yeah. throw up a 66 tomorrow. And Perfect. That'd, that'd be, be fun.
1: And think about this. If Ryan Moore, this would have been a good story. If Ryan Moore doesn't WD last week and get, I think, Michael Putnam was the second yeah. alternate that got in. If that didn't happen, we would have Drew Love would be the guy on the hot oh, seat man. waiting with Davis to see if he can get Phil's spot. That you, you, been, And you
0: don't think Davis is going to be sending him a little note saying, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. go just, ahead and WD now. Forecast <laughs> looks, looks awfully good for us here yes you outside Milwaukee.
1: Uh, I I told you earlier. I, this is the first time I met Drew Love. He is a mountain of a man. Oh, towers. He doesn't look anything like he his father? He
0: towers over DL three. Yeah. DL three's got like this kind of got scrawny legs. Uh, Drew Love is an absolute monster. Redhead mm-hmm. that kind of came out of nowhere was the first time <laughs> I met him. Uh, big kid. I'm I'm curious to see what he actually does. He just turned pro after a kind of an up and down career at Alabama. Uh, he's battled some injuries. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have, certainly, the, the career that his father had. But uh, I'll be curious to see if he has some staying power uh, in the pro ranks. I'm not sold completely yet. If we're doing uh,
1: a pre-tournament stock watch, give me someone who you're buying low on. Who's going to surprise right. and, uh, and maybe over overshoot the
0: expectations this week? You know what? Stuart said was the low am at the Masters. He, he finished, what I think, top 30 there. 26, I yeah. think. Yeah. I wouldn't to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if he's top 20 top 15 at the US Open. This this guy's really good. There's talk about like what are you doing? Why are you not giving pro golf, pro golf a, a, shot. a shot? He's so wait, he's 26 27 something like that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's completely put his his career he wants to go to a business school. He's put that on the back burner. He's dedicating himself to golf 24/7. He wants to play on the Walker Cup team and then he'll he'll go to um uh, grad school after that. This kid is really good. Uh, he's still got that Bernhard Langer type. Uh, yeah, the, the anchor, the, the iffy anchor. I see him yes. with the putting
1: green, and and you look at it, and it's like, how is that mm-hmm. different
0: than what we were doing? We, three can, years some, ago. we can have some. We could have some slow mo replays. <laughs> uh, certainly, I think he's a guy that could surprise. Um, I don't know who else you got as a potential uh, sleeper. I threw in Shane Lowry for our punch out. I think that he. We saw he was the. We saw him in the merch. We did. Tent. We saw him in the merch tent. He's Didn't picking up. Good, good spirits, <laughs> he perhaps. Yeah. He was
1: picking up uh, plenty of swag for friends and family, but he's just a guy that loves tough golf courses. I mean, he won at Firestone. Should, I don't know if he should have won last year, but he, he should have played better than he did in the final yeah, round. Yeah, that was what kind a four shot lead. Yeah. But still finished second last year, was ninth at Chambers. I just think that the tougher the better for him. And he is a guy who goes really. When he's going cold, he goes really cold. And he had a few months in the fall and into the early part of this year where he just did not have it. But I think he's turned it around. Sixth at Wentworth, 15th at Memorial. He's a guy that's going to avoid the fescue for the most part. As you said, second shot golf course, give himself a lot of opportunities. I think he could be uh, a guy to watch. But we said, you know, Kisner is getting a lot of love. I think Schwartzel is a guy that you mentioned earlier that could definitely... Mm-hmm. Contend and win. I think he's fifty to one or something. That's way too really. High. Wow, that's way too high right now. I think he's, Louis
0: wouldn't surprise you if he yeah if he won.
1: Louis's really going with the mountain man look in the beard. I saw him today on the range.
0: Yes, he is he is growing it out. Yep, he's completely lost all sense of <laughs> of what he should be doing facially. Um, one but, to speak there, yeah. <laughs> <It's> Mr. <laughs> facial Hair. <laughs> but I I think I think it's more wide open than than maybe we would have yeah. said three days ago if we'd done this podcast. I think. I think you could see a bomber win here I think you could see a medium length hitter I think you could see a, a Kisner type um, I still can't shake the feeling that it's going to be a. I think it's probably just selfish Because we have to write stories about Actually what happens at the U.S. Open And <laughs> No offense to Mark Leishman But a, a Jordan Spieth or a, or a DJ or a Rom or a Ricky Would all be better stories I just feel like it is going to be a, a a big name who, who comes to the top There's there's guys who are playing well enough now to, to justify that, that type of feeling.
1: Anyone on the flip side of the coin that uh, you think could be heading for a, a trunk slam Friday afternoon?
0: Well, you know, what we were talking with, with Rex Hargard our, our colleague, and, and Jason Day, five of the six appearances he's made at the U.S. Open, he's finished in the top ten. It mm-hmm. seems like he's always... Four in a row. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a perfect one-and-done type pick. But he had talking, talking to, to Cole Swat and Day's caddy. He said, you know, Jason kind of, he looks out there. It's You can see... 10 holes at, yeah. at one time. There's just a lot going on. He wasn't necessarily sure or convinced that the day's going to have a, a, a good week here. I'm not sure if maybe he turns on his blinders uh, tomorrow. I, I Will think that add
1: to the pre-shot routine? Is the part, it's turning on the blinders. Does that come after the closing of the eyes, visualization? Yeah, I mean, he does this, this whole sun. visualization
0: yeah. routine that could be thrown off. Although, he, he, despite the vertigo, he still played well Chambers, uh, at, at Chambers Bay, which is a similar type golf course visually with some blind shots and, and some intricacies, but he's, I think, a player to keep an eye on because I think he'd be a popular pre-tournament pick.
1: Yeah, I think he definitely would, but
0: yeah, I could, I could just see t- him. He's just a tick off. Just a, he's just a tick yeah. off this year.
1: I talked to Bones, going back not to go back to the Phil thing, but to your point that he, he said this course, of all courses for Phil to play blind, it's so complicated that you go to most courses and you might have three or four things to think about. On a tee, when you're looking out on a shot, visualizing the hole. And here, there are 12 different ways that you can go yeah. on any single hole. And trying to play, I mean, you get these plate, these holes that have seven, eight tee boxes. And we were out there on the ninth hole for a while yesterday. There's more tee boxes than there is room on the green from up on the top of that hill. So many options. You know that the USGA is going to be hands on. That you're not playing the same course four days in a row you're playing four different courses and you're not going to know until the morning of which course you're getting whether you know the first hole is playing 560 or 630 and is 18 620 or there, And there's
0: there's 14 of the 18 holes have some kind of blind shot yeah so when you start moving around tee boxes at different angles then you've got different starting points and starting lines it could it for for someone who'd be coming in sight unseen like phil it's yeah it's a lot to handle but i think preparation for these guys would be even more key this week you've it's it's tough because you don't wanna overextend yourself and try out every scenario because then you've got way too much information. Right. But then you also don't want to have a furic situation at Olympic where you're you're you know, you're caught uh, ill prepared for what happens, you know, when the when the balls when the scores actually matter.
1: I do feel like guys get so exact, especially with this event of I want to play nine holes here in the morning. I want to play nine holes in the afternoon here. This is, instead of, you know, if you show up to St. Jude Classic last week in Memphis, you're going to go out, play a practice round, go get a bite to eat, and go do it again tomorrow. But these guys were, whether I want to play at this time and with this uh, easterly breeze or, or whatever, and then a lot of those plans went out the window this afternoon when they blew the horn at probably about 3 o'clock, 3.30 mm-hmm. local time.
0: Overthinking's part of the U.S. Open. That's part
1: of it, right? The yep. the uh, space between the ears is... Mm-hmm. Is always an issue when it comes to a, a U.S. Open and a USGA event. Yep. But uh, all right, we'll wrap this up. Make it
0: simple. Give me a winner. Who you got? Um, God, it, it feels like every time I pick this guy, he just completely implodes. I'm so going to say I've, the same thing about my guy. So you go first. I have, no. I've sworn off picking him. I'm going with Ricky Fowler. I, oh, I, I so have to. I have to go with like it. Just as bad that you and I are agreeing. Oh was, really? Oh yeah. I was okay. going to say the same thing. All right. So I. I do. I actually do believe. This is his time. When you look at, it's, it's, you could look at any statistic you want. Uh, leads entering, in total. Entering last week, he was right. total, stroke, total stroke gain, gain. total. So that's, he's second now in strokes gain.
1: He leads in, to- in total driving, which is distance plus accuracy. Third in scoring average. Third in birdies, which there aren't going to be that many of this week. But his still. putting
0: has so much improved over the last couple of years. And I think the big thing, especially for the U.S. Open, he just has this unflappableness about him. He's he's kind of like DJ. He's going to let things you know, kind of roll off, roll off his back. He's not going to get too flustered. Where a, a Spieth might, you know, let it affect him, or John Rahm mm-hmm. might let it affect him for a couple holes. He's he's just not going to have that. So, Ricky's my guy. He's sure to disappoint. Yes, um, but he's the guy I'm rolling with. This is a, probably the third time that I have. Just throw myself on on the Fowler bandwagon. Last year's Masters is a big one.
1: Last year's Masters, I think everyone was in on it, and, and he missed the cut in spectacular fashion. And I said, never again. I'm not going back down this rabbit hole. And here we are once again. We've talked ourselves back into it 14 months later. He's just been so solid this spring. You know, he's he was fourth at Phoenix and they got that win at the Honda and has been you know twelfth, sixteenth, Got eighth. the
0: girlfriend. He seems to be in a good place. The, hey, we see what did with Sergio. The girlfriend Happy bump. life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, certainly translated
0: into some encore success. But uh, I think, I think if we're doing you do the power rankings, right? Yeah. I think if you're doing a power ranking. I started with I I still left DJ, DJ one. is still yes. number one. I put Ricky second. Yep. I would put Spieth third. I went Rom third. Okay. I would put J-Day or Rom four or five. I okay. think I think those are kind of a
1: toss-up. And you got to put Adam Scott in there, too, this week, I think. Because he has also been solid. I like
0: what he's doing. He's with like the, the 38th-ranked putter on the PJ Tour. Yeah. That does not match the eye test. If he can somehow shake in a few 15-footers... Hundred percent he'll be there.
1: I like that he's overhauled the schedule this year. He's playing the week before every major. He went to Memphis last week and the week before with the intention of getting Stevie on the bag one week early. So he's getting not in a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, so he gets in a rhythm. Top ten last week at Memphis. No one's talking about him. I put him in that Schwartzel bandwagon of yeah. a guy who it would not at all surprise you to win, but a guy who's also not getting any attention yeah. early He's in, in the, the
0: week. he's in the Schwartzel, Ustees, yeah. and uh who else would be in kind of that? He doesn't really Keimer. Matter. Keimer. If, yeah. That Westwood. Yeah. That, that kind of, if it's all about the putter. If yeah. they can somehow make some Hideki. 15-footers. Hideki. Yeah. Um, then they can challenge the Spieths and the DJs and the, the Rickies. Who,
1: if I give you a head-to-head matchup, who do you taking? DJ or Spieth?
0: DJ. Yeah. I think length, the the, the way that he drives the golf ball, um, I would give him the edge on Spieth. All right. I think it'll be close. And Spieth, I, Spieth's putter still a little bit uncertain. You're, oh, not, you're not buying into When we, we talked about that stock watch, I completely forgot. Again. Yes. Rory. Oh, so you, we, they, we have not mentioned Rory once. No, I'd be dead. I'd be down on Rory this week. You'd be down on Rory. I'd be down on Rory this week. Really? Still, see, I'm, I'm up on Rory. See, he's breaking in all 14 clubs. That's still true. breaking in the new ball. It's going to be windy. He's had issues with the <laughs> the pro v1 that he was playing at the Masters. He didn't like the way that the ball was reacting. This would be certainly a, a good. But test. if it's soft, it's it's I mean, yeah, the wind's going to blow, but it's not going to blow
1: 30 like it would it's at a supposed an to Open blow January 25 season. on Sunday. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But my, but if it's my th- point is, if it's soft with these greens, you're not going to get like at Augusta where you hit it and it's going to roll off. You're going to be able to control it. I'm, I'm off. I'm off.
0: He's played one tournament in the last eighty something days. There's,
1: There's got to be some
0: competitive rust there.
1: I like the fact that he can just ride that driver, and you can say the same thing about DJ and Fowler and a bunch of other guys. Just give me the driver. I'm not trying to, you know, work a three hybrid He can, he can still, he can still in make there. mistakes from the middle of the fairway. He can. So can we all.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, he would. He would be a guy. Who who did I I don't, even, don't even remember who I mentioned for the potentially uh, down. There was some. some we'll there was go some, back to the transfer. There's some, there some J Day. Yes, it was. It was day. issues. Yes, yes I was would it. be more down on Rory. Okay, so i are swapping out yes. for for all our loyal listeners yes. that are still with Let's, us here at the twenty five minute mark. Can we splice this and get Rory
1: as my as it's, my potentially down? Pick. It's late on Wednesday. I don't know how much splicing technology we have available to us, but we will. Uh, ad limit for no, sure duly noted duly noted Your your yes. leaving day back in that he could play well yep and Rory is your I think it would be a surprise if Rory played well okay
0: I'll put, I'll put it that way uh, what's your percent chance that he WD's Rory yes um hmm He's one fescue well, swing you, away. You said that he's he's such a great driver. He shouldn't be any he shouldn't be even anywhere the, near that. Even the great driver is going to be in the fescue once or twice. Rory and you said, know, you Rory said, after his comment, no, Rory's going to be in there exactly. You Rory pack said your bags. you should pack your bags and go home if you're in the fescue. His first tee shot's going to be sniped <laughs> into the into the junk and having to to hack out of there. Uh, well, on that, I, I don't um, think I don't think he's gonna do it, WD though. No. Okay. Uh, neither do I. But you never know. That's the thing. Is he? The, oh, the, that, that's a, that's another reason to be down on him. He's not even he's 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 hitting maybe a bag of balls tops to warm up on the range.
1: No, but he but he said he's played nine rounds in the last eleven days or whatever.
0: But he's not doing the repetitive motion of actually warming up for. A round. I don't
1: think that that might not be a bad thing on the U.S. Open. You could you could burn yourself into the ground by you, Wednesday afternoon.
0: You and I can play rounds too, but when when the score actually matters. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. is a problem with my game currently. I kind of need to warm up. <laughs> that's just that's just me personally.
1: Uh, well, you've almost convinced me, but I still think I, I remain Minus I remain two. the golfchannel.com dot Rory apologist that says, "Man, when it's clicking, look out world." But I want
0: I want to be on him. I mean, I think Quail Hollow. He's just a slam dunk. It's just a matter of can we get there healthy? Can we get there? Him in form, yeah.
1: The reaggravation of the injury concerns me. I don't mind hurt yourself originally. I totally get it. We're in mid June now. But the fact that you still a can't five and shake a half month it month from something that basically happened in December,
0: yep, that's a problem. That is a problem. So. It's looking like a lost year if he if he Whew, if he gets boy. hurt again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a spicy take
1: right there. Mm-hmm. We'll get we're, we'll pump the brakes for now, but yeah,
0: uh, you're you're down on Rory
1: J Day. Lives, lives to fight another guy. Holding day. steady. Yeah. And we're both about to go over the cliff with the Ricky Fowler bandwagon <laughs> along with several others. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things where you get this guy and so many people are on it and no one has ever right about it at the same time and you know it's just not going to work out. So condolences to Ricky Fowler because yep. the Kiss golf media has collectively ruined your chances of winning the Absolutely. USO. So uh, on that note we're going to put a pin in this. Thank you much Ryan Lavner, for joining us. I will let you run down the hall here at the wonderful Media Hotel before we circle back in the morning and head back to the beautiful farmland of Aaron, Wisconsin and kick off this, this
0: US Open. We're finally going to have a, a ball in the air that means something. Thank God. It's I hate I hate practice rounds. It's all just... We're just teasing. We're just teasing ourselves. Let's actually see some, some golf. There you go.
1: Well, for Ryan, I'm Will. Thanks for listening to this GolfChannel.com podcast, and we will see you next time.